when Tori be announced, somebody got to step up, and uh, we, I'm gonna go out there and step up, and I got the quarterback trust. He's gonna throw me the ball, and I'm gonna make the play. He's got the quarterback's trust. He's gonna go out there and he's gonna make a play. Justice Ross Simmons, the star of the show in Saturday's scrimmage for CSU football. We were able to talk with him for a couple of minutes after the scrimmage, and it's just clear that he is extremely comfortable in his role. There is a great rapport between him and Clay Millen. Clay Millen has a confidence in him, and you can see that with the way that Clay just throws 50-50 balls for him to go up and get. But the one-handed grab that Justice was able to make near the end of the scrimmage in the end zone was just absurd. If you happen to miss that, you can find that on Twitter. I shared it at Justin T. Michael. Really just an insane grab, a tremendous display of body control, the ability to contort himself midair, but still have the hand-eye and focus to make the one-handed catch. It was a really cool play, the type of play where if CSU was a bigger program, it would have blown up all over the internet and been on SportsCenter, all that junk. Instead, slightly smaller scale, still did well online. I know they showed it on a couple of local news broadcasts because my grandma gave me a call saying they shouted me out on CBS4. It's hilarious. No matter how many podcasts I do, articles I write, radio shows, whatever, nothing is more validating about my career to my 80-something-year-old grandparents than if I happen to get referenced on the, the local cable news broadcast. They're adorable, and I love them, but I also love the direction that this offense is heading. As Justice mentioned in that quote at the beginning, Torrey Horton has been out. He's still practicing. He's fine. It's all been precautionary measures. Why make Torrey take unnecessary hits? It's clear that he can produce. So it, I, I think that's all great. But what it has, has led to is just more opportunities for Justice Russ Simmons, Lewis Brown, Makai Fox, all the sophomore receivers. And they're just trying to prove that they can be consistently dependable. In the scrimmage today, Lewis Brown made some plays. So I don't want to ignore him, but Man, Justice Ross Simmons just put on a show. He had the highlight grab in the end zone, one-handed, that looked OBJ-esque. He had multiple catches that were contested deep down the sideline that were really impressive. One of them was really cool. I got a video of, again, at Justin T. Michael, where I was kind of through the fog. Then you just see this perfect ball coming out of the fog right into uh, Justice's hands as he's running in stride. Perfect play. Kind of play we envisioned when... Norvell was hired and CSU implemented the air raid. Obviously, there were flashes of that throughout the course of the season, mostly Torrey Horton, a little bit of Justice Ross Simmons last year. He did have 26 catches, 424 yards, three touchdowns. I believe the first was against Washington State, another one against San Jose State, and then New Mexico, I think, for his third one. But I just think he's in line to make a massive jump in year two, and that's one of the things that Jay Norvell talked about. I'm going to play the audio here in just a second. But the last thing I wanted to say in this intro here before we do get to that is just that I think this kid's ceiling is absurdly high. I think it was the sidelines Colorado State account that compared him to Michael Gallup. And when you see the type of body control that he has, even kind of the the way he catches the ball in the air, I can I can kind of see that. So I like that comp. Similar size and body styles as well. I don't necessarily want to put that type of pressure on him as as only a sophomore. But when you see him make these types of plays in the end zone and the type of athleticism that he possesses, 
that is the type of stuff that Michael Gallup used to do. And much like those 2016, 2017 groups, which had multiple NFL receivers, the 2023 Rams are going to have the benefit of being able to put multiple skill guys on the field at one time that all have next level abilities. You're not going to just be able to lock in on Torrey Horton. You're not just going to be able to lock in on Justice Ross Simmons, who's now a year more experienced. And we'll talk about the offensive line here in a little bit, but if they can just protect the quarterback with the talent that they have on the outside, I really think CSU is going to be able to just relentlessly attack defenses. And while I am big on managing expectations, kind of taking all spring ball results with a grain of salt when you factor in what we saw last year and knowing that he's actually done it in real games as well, I just think there's a lot of reason for optimism with this group going in and with Justice Ross Simmons specifically. It would not surprise me at all to see him put up 50-plus catches, 1,000-plus yards. I mean, he could be a double-digit touchdown guy under the right circumstances. The sky is his ceiling at this point, and he was the, the star of the show in the scrimmage today. Here is Jay Norvell talking about his performance today and expectations for Justice Ross Simmons going into year two. He's been, he's been good all spring. You know, and the big thing with him is with those young receivers, LB and and Justice, is just put pressure on them to be consistent every day and dependable. And uh, we're expecting him to be that guy for us. He should take a huge jump between year one and year two. And he's not a freshman anymore. You know, I think it's been good for him that Torrey hasn't practiced because now when we throw the ball and we need to play, he's got to he's got to make it. You know. And, Along with the, the tight ends and the way that they're starting to give us production, uh, it's exciting. LB had a couple big plays today too, so it's proud to see that. From your perspective, what's what's kind of the um, the competition been like with the wide receivers? You know, we still don't have a lot of depth here right now. We're going to bring six kids in in the spring, and, and to be honest with you, we're trying to bring an older guy in. You know, we're just going to try to find a, a guy that's got experience that can come in and give us a little maturity. Um, and uh, But I think uh, I think Justice has had a really good spring. I think LB's had a good good spring. Dawson Manigotti's had a good spring. Uh, Demir made a couple plays today. Uh, so we were excited about that. So um, just uh, just really, you know, encouraged by what the progress we've made. But we still, you know, we're still not there. You know, we – that our wide receiver room isn't even close to the numbers that we need. And, you know, like I said, we're bringing six kids in this summer. We're trying to sign an older guy. So we're not done. All right. That was Jay Norvell talking about Justice Ross Simmons, the state of the wide receiver room and the future of the wide receiver room, including a potential veteran addition via the transfer portal. I've heard the Rams are in the mix for a former Pac-12 wide receiver. So we'll kind of see what happens there. But we're going to keep the pod rolling. We're going to get into some more takeaways from Saturday. I'll play some more player audio from linebacker Chase Wilson. Some more audio from Norvell as well at the end. But real quick, I do want to acknowledge our friends over at Pins and Aces. Pins and Aces is the official golf apparel partner of All City Network and DNVR. We love our Pins and Aces gear and get tons of compliments on and off the course. 
They are family-owned golf and apparel business based right here in Colorado. They make amazing polos, hats, golf bags, and even our favorite beer sleeve, an innovative product that allows you to store seven beers right inside your golf bag and keep drinks cold the entire round. That way, you and your buddies don't have to lug around a big old cooler. That's just a process. This is much more convenient. Check it all out at pinsandaces.com. Use the code DNVR to receive 15% off your first order and get free shipping. That's pinsandaces.com. Additionally, professional rugby has returned to Rugby Town USA as your hometown American Raptors have begun its six-match homestand against six South American rugby teams that make up the brand new Super Rugby Americas competition. Find the entire schedule at AmericanRaptors.com. What's even better, though, is our guy Colton Strickler has it all covered for you with the weekly DNVR Rugby podcast. Make sure you hit that subscribe button. His Rugby 101 podcasts are a great way to learn the sport, and he has exclusive interviews with athletes, coaches, everybody from all around the sport to give you all kinds of deep perspective and insight on what's happening in the rugby world. DNVR is actually going to have watch parties for the matches this year, so keep an eye out on that. There will be swag and ticket giveaways as well when the matches start back up. Tickets are just $10, and children 12 and under are free. If you can't make it, watch all the American Raptors matches live on ESPN+. See you in Rugby Town, USA. Finally, everybody's favorite moment of the week is here. It's time to give you my DraftKings Pick of the Week. DraftKings Pick of the Week. I've got the app pulled up right now. I'm looking at some of the player combo props for the Nuggets-Timberwolves game one matchup. I like looking at combined points, rebounds, and assists, and I am going to take Nikola Jokic over 46 and a half. It's a really well-set prop, but I think if you can get at least 40 combined points and rebounds, seven assists feels very feasible and if you get a couple extra points, a couple extra rebounds, you need even less assists, and then you're counting less on his teammates to, have knock, to knock down shots. So, yeah, I just think it's a, a pretty realistic proposition, especially in this matchup. Timberwolves really banged up in the front court. Rudy Gobert, who knows what you're going to get out of him. Jokic has basically taken his lunch money his entire career anyways. So lock it in. Nikola Jokic over 46 and a half combined points, rebounds, and assists in game one against Minnesota. DraftKings pick of the week. All right. So Jay Norvell talked about it a little bit in that audio when he was getting into the receivers and just how they need those guys to be dependable and making plays and how it's encouraging to see Lewis Brown, Justice Ross Simmons, and the tight ends doing exactly that. We've already focused quite a bit on the receivers on this pod. I've talked about the tight ends quite a bit in previous pods as well as one of my articles, but I really do think Dallin Holker can be an all-conference player for the Rams in the right circumstance. He's just so extremely smooth with everything that he does. He owns the middle of the field, really soft hands, makes contested catches look like they're nothing. He's just a stud, a really valuable pickup via the transfer portal for this program. Due to the NIL situation, it's going to be harder and harder for the Rams to land productive FBS transfers. It's going to be a lot more guys making the jump up from D2, JUCO, all that type of stuff. FCS, obviously. But when they are able to hit on an FBS transfer, it's really big. And just getting one with as much experience as Holker has is, is going to be huge for this Rams offense. He was great again today. Vincent Brown made some plays as well. Still would like to see a little bit more out of Jordan Williams, but I believe in his potential. As a whole, though, just really stoked with that tight end room. 
Moving on to the running backs, it's kind of an odd situation right now. Obviously, Avery Moro's still out with his legal manner. Then after losing Keegan Hollis to injury last weekend, the Rams had no more scholarship running backs. Fortunately, Van Shield, who's a converted defensive back, former walk-on, running really hard. I was pretty impressed with what he was able to do today. And I really liked hearing Jay Norvell talk about him, just how basically that's what spring ball is all about. You're not necessarily always going to have ideal depth. That's most certainly the case for the Rams at running back right now. But when that does happen, it presents an opportunity for some backups to get increased reps with ones with guys that they wouldn't typically be seeing the field with. And to Shields credit, he's busting his butt and he's making the most of his opportunities. He's always worked really hard on special teams. Now he's filling in in the backfield, really helping the Rams out. I mean, Norvell went as far as to say that they could probably use him in some capacity this fall. So I'm going to play that audio of Norvell talking about Van Shield, converted defensive back, now running back, playing significant snaps for the Rams this spring. Norvell gets into the future of the position group as well, talking about how there could be upwards of five new backs on campus this summer. That would be Damian Henderson, Justin Marshall, the two junior college backs that CSU has picked up of late and then a potential uh, FCS running back who has not made his commitment known yet, but as far as I know, did commit to CSU. Really experienced running back, leading rusher on one of the best FCS programs in the country. We'll see what happens there. But yeah, here's that audio, Jay Norvell, talking about Van Shield and the running backs. You mentioned the the running backs. Obviously, it's kind of a matter of circumstance, but yeah. it seems to me like Van, you know, run, is running it pretty hard. Is it kind of he is taking advantage of opportunity? There's no doubt, and you know he's been a he's been a kid that's played really hard. Um, he's been a kid that's tried to help us on special teams, and now he's got his opportunity. And that's what spring ball is about. You don't have your depth, and so you get a lot of backup players that get a chance to to do get opportunities. And we've told them take advantage of them. And, you know, he's a guy we could probably use in the fall. Um, you know, we got one more week, and and those young backs will get some more chances. But, you know, we're, we're probably going to have five new guys coming in in the fall. And so uh, we got some – we like our backs. We feel like we got some home run hitters coming in and some guys that have playing experience. And uh, we're excited about that position for the fall. All right, one of the things Jay Norvell talked about but I did not play – is the fact that the offense being able to produce on the ground is in fact a testament to guys like Van Shield and these walk-ons who are, you know, really stepping up for CSU. But really what it tells them is that the offensive line is producing in a major way. I've said it a million times, when it comes to spring ball, you have to take everything with a grain of salt. Nothing is set in stone as far as the starting five goes. But the consistency that we've seen from the starting group this spring of Savion Henderson at left tackle, Oliver Jervis at left guard, Jacob Gardner at center, Tavis Teodi at right guard, and then Drew Moss at right tackle. It's been solid. Those guys have been really encouraging. They've gelled together faster than expected, and they're performing against what is by far the deepest position group, the defensive line for CSU, without having a single active scholarship running back. You would have to think come fall when you have more weapons in the backfield, when you have more talent on the outside, you have your quarterback even more in rhythm. So long as you stay healthy, you should be able to build off the progress you've established this spring. 
It was huge that they were able to get those transfers on campus in January. There'll be some more JUCO guys as well as some high school players that factor into the mix this summer. They may add another veteran in the portal too. That's the hope at least, but I feel really good about the offensive line right now. And I like the mentality that some of these guys have. They really do have a chip on their shoulder. They're grateful to be here. We actually got to talk to Drew Moss and I could not just be more blown away by his humility. I mean, he could not be a better dude. And that kind of seems to be the MO with all these transfers. They're just, they're appreciative of this opportunity at CSU. They want to prove themselves and they're working extremely hard to make that possible. You know, I'm not going to throw any shots at anyone specifically that left the program or anything like that, but I do think there were a lot of players, especially some of the twos and threes in the offensive line that just were not preparing the way that you need to, especially at this level. And so when some of those veterans went down last year, it was a brutal spot. They just, they did not have guys that were ready for it. Keegan Hamilton ended up making a, a pretty nice name for himself as a freshman and kudos to him physically. He certainly should not have been on the field. No freshman lineman should, unless you're just a freak five-star or something like that. But that was the the brutal spot CSU was in. And this year, I just think the depth of the group is going to be so much better. Not saying they're going to be the best offensive line in the Mountain West or the country or anything like that, but I certainly feel like they're not going to be the worst offensive line in the country like they were last year. And a lot of that optimism does have to do with how these guys have performed now in a couple of live settings against the defense. But really, it just kind of comes down to their attitude and work ethic. That's what's really really sold me. So we'll see how that all plays out. But I think it was encouraging that in a second straight scrimmage, the offensive line able to handle themselves last spring, the offensive line got worked in every single live setting. So those guys stood out. Uh, the other position group that I had an eye on in this one outside of defensive back, liked what I saw some from the transfer corners. I'm really intrigued by the linebackers. I think Chase Wilson, Drew Kulik have a, a potential to really build off what they established last year in the 4-2-5, primarily playing under Daquan and Cameron, but definitely got plenty of valuable experience. And this year, I just think they're going to take it to a new level. Chase Wilson has consistently been getting praised by the staff. He had a, a interception in the scrimmage. He's been hitting like crazy. And he's embracing his role as a leader on this defense, which is just great to see. I'm working on an article. should be out by the morning, I think. We'll, I'll do my best to make that happen. But I just wanted to wrap up here with some audio of Jay Norvell talking about Chase Wilson and then Chase Wilson answering some questions from the reporters as well. Really appreciate him giving us the time. And I really think he's in for a, a big year in what should be his first year as a starting linebacker. Real quick, before we play that audio, it's NBA playoff time. That means big hoops action with DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. Get in on the excitement of every game with a touch of the button. New customers can make a $5 pregame money line bet and score $150 in bonus bets if their team wins. Plus, everyone can score a no-sweat same-game parlay every day during the NBA playoffs. Open the DraftKings Sportsbook app, opt in, place an SGP on an NBA game. If it doesn't hit, you'll get a bonus bet back up to $10. Maybe you think MPJ is in for a big game from beyond the arc. You could take him to hit you know, three or four threes, take the over on Jokic points, add a couple of more props in there. Boom, you've got a sweet little bet for game one. 
Whatever you're doing, make sure you're doing it with our friends over at DraftKings Sportsbook. Download the app now, sign up with the code DNVR. New customers can make a $5 pregame Moneyline bet and score $150 in bonus bets if their team wins only at DraftKings Sportsbook with the code DNVR. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in Massachusetts. Call 800-327-5050 or visit gamblinghelplinema.org. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY. That's 467-369. In Kansas, call 1-800-522-4700 on behalf of the Boot Hill Casino and Resort. 21 and older in most eligible states, but age varies by jurisdiction. Eligibility restrictions to apply. See DraftKings.com sportsbook for details and state-specific responsible gambling resources. Yeah, Chase, is, Chase has had a really good spring. Um, you know, he's extremely smart, uh, really has a great appetite for the game, and he's super intense. And so, you know, we need that from the heart of our defense, just that that appetite to hit and to play aggressively uh, and he's a super bright kid so really excited about him you know I think we're more athletic at linebacker than we were a year ago um, and, and Chase we're going to expect him to really carry a lot of that load just when we talked to Mo last week you weren't happy with the way the defense played but you guys intercept three passes two of them are off play you guys feeling better about the way you played the scrimmage yeah no absolutely we're not getting complacent we know that we can definitely there's always stuff that we got to clean up, but it was an improvement last week. I feel like we were getting off the ball, fitting the runs a little bit better, getting knocked back up front. So that was a good improvement from last week for sure. Turnovers are something that, like I talked to Freddie about earlier. That's three's your goal a game. You got you hit that today. Yes, sir. How much has that been an emphasis in spring as being more aggressive and turning that into turnovers? Huge. You know, every day we're emphasizing getting punched at the ball, getting strips at the ball. Um, even in our individual work, we're working at strips and punches all the time. So. Seeing that translate here today was big, and uh, we just got to make sure it translates into the fall. How much have you benefited just from getting more time out there? Obviously, Daquan, Cameron, those are guys that have fulfilled big roles for multiple years. Absolutely. How big has it been for you just getting more time out with the ones? Awesome. I mean, I'm so grateful for it, and uh, just to kind of like mature um, under those guys and be able to step into this role now and be able to um, kind of be that leader for other guys is something I don't take for granted. and is an awesome privilege to have um, to be able to set the standard for the guys in the room. Jay mentioned that he feels as a as a whole, the linebackers may be a little bit more athletic this year. How have the how's the group played in your estimation? I think great. I think we've played great. I think we've had a lot of improvements through the spring so far. But you know, like I said, we're not getting complacent. There's always things that we can get better at, um, and we'll continue to make improvements this last week of spring ball. What's kind of the mindset and things like you know scrimmages like this one? Obviously, defensively, you guys want to be really good. But obviously, when the offense has success, that's kind of a good sign team-wise. Just how, like, do you guys kind of think of it that all, or just focus on your thing? Um, at least in the scrimmage part, uh, we're all competing out here. We're all trying to get better, so um, we're trying to do our part. Obviously, it's a good good thing when you know. Uh, your offense is making plays, doing scenes like, like seeing Jay Ross make that catch. Glad he's on. Uh, glad he's playing for the Rams. But uh, we're all competing out there, so we're focused on the defense doing their job um, in that day. And then we'll go in.
Skinny looking kid with the cup khakis wearing graphic tees for the way too trendy raps that kill. Oh, I'm deadly, primed and ready like machetes at a deli in New Delhi, feeling scummy like Martin Scarelli. Turn jam into jelly, then drink it like juice. The water's the truth, so I sip on that too. Skinny looking kid with no car keys, like the only thing I drive is RCRV. He's got the stash like Steve Harvey. Oh, I'm gnarly.